There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck Dish Bruce. It's time for Luke, for Luke Gary, Gary, and Matt, and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! It's Wednesday. I almost said Tuesday, but I stopped myself because I'm a pro. It's Wednesday, 13th of March, 2013. It's the Custard TV Podcast. Me be Luke, runner of the uh-huh. website, thecustardtv.com, and he be Matt. Hello! How are we this evening, this fine evening? Absolutely done in, but I done stole it. on for the... Yeah. Carry on regardless for the good of the podcast. What's your favourite sort of slang for tired? Knackered, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, Knack- let's, let's just... This podcast today is sponsored by General Knackeredness. <laughs> really. I don't quite... I gotta say, you know how last week you quite rightly pointed out how this intro that features... The names of you and me and Gary has never been right, and you're quite right because he's not here again this week. No. But can I just point out, in fairness to us and in our defence, Anton Deck were up for an award last night at a TV bash thing. Only Deck went, uh. not Ant. So even they are sometimes is this, without. Is this a slight way to slip in that you were at this? Uh, no, thing? no, that wasn't going to come up at all. But if you uh. want to listen back to that particular <laughs> podcast of myself chatting with Victoria Wood, Benedict Cumberbatch and the lovely Olivia Coleman from Broadchurch, you can go online right now to thecustardtv.com, download that podcast and listen to it. It's really interesting and there's a moment where Benedict Cumberbatch slightly reveals that there was going to be a full series of Sherlock and then realises he perhaps shouldn't have said that, but he said it, can't take it back. Uh, so and listen if- again tomorrow. My chat with him. Yeah, and if you want to know where Gary is, he's out buying a bigger net for all the names for Luke to drop in. That's where he is tonight. <laughs> also saw um, Stephen Mangan outside and oh. thought of you. Oh really? Was well, he yeah, just? He's doing the. Was he just manging around the pa- outside? Yeah, well, no, he was. He was. He was there to present an award, but. Yeah. Um, but I you just saw him manging because... around, like Stephen Mangan. Oh, sorry, I missed that. I, did, I was doing a. Pod- I was doing a pun. Oh, no. Come on. As this podcast is sponsored by Nakedness, I missed your obvious pun. I apologise. If you've never listened to us before, I can't understand it. But if you haven't, Where have you been? Uh, we talk Where about have the you been? Pope. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Pope can listen to us now. He's not Pope anymore. Is he on wheels? This new one. Oh, I don't know. Is there a new Pope? 
There is a new one. There's been oh, smoke. Right. I've been out all day. I haven't even looked at the news. Oh God, you're so behind on your Pope updates. <laughs> no, no, no. My Pope. <laughs> Can't you get the no. Pope up? Yeah, the Pope up. Well, isn't that what you get on your computer? Pope up. <laughs> yes, Pope up. Unless you got a Pope up blocker on there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, TV maybe? Oh yeah, let's talk about telly. Uh, so we talk about the best and the worst on the box. We um, update you on what's coming up in the near future on your talking box in the living room. And uh, we basically get your input as well. Um, news to recently, uh, Doctor Who we knew was coming back on Saturday the 30th of April. It is now going to be joined alongside by BBC One's The Voice. Um, the Spinny Chairs Return. Uh, and so do all four co coaches in the form of Jesse J, Sir Tom Jones, Sir Scriptman, and Sir Will I Am. They'll all be back. Will I with Am? A few I changes. Am. Will <laughs> I Am? I is. Yeah, uh, they're all going to be back, and there's a few changes because, quite frankly, even the BBC know that the format is flawed. There's a few, there's like stealing acts and spinning around in chairs more, and all Jesse J will be bald, will she not? No, because I was talking about this. I was talking about this to somebody else that isn't you, and I got just as much pleasure out of it as I would have if it was you. And they were saying oh, that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. that's fine. And they were saying that Jesse J wears wigs anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh really? Oh, I didn't so, know there that. You go. So does Tom Jones. Um, Piers Lindley we all, um, is going to be joining Dragon's Den alongside recently announced new dragon Kelly Hoppen. Do you think that the two new dragons can somewhat revitalise what is becoming a stale Read a bit format? more fire into the den, maybe. Um, I'm banning puns now. I'm banning don't, puns. Don't ban puns. This podcast will be about five minutes long. You won't be able to say <laughs> anything if I ban pun puns, will you? You'll be completely at a loss. I'll just shut up then. Uh, Go on. Do you know, think I they can know. breathe any new fire into him? Because so, people went a bit mad on the first series that Hillary did. They they said, oh, she's an interesting she character. She did, though. I liked Hillary. And even in this last series, I think Hillary was the, Hillary was the standout for me. Uh, but, yeah, it is the same for... I think... What I think with Dragon's Dead is the, the series are far too long. They're like ten episodes, aren't they, each? Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you did a six, six, six episode series, I think it would be, fine. Fine, you know, fine. Because I then you can get episodes. the best bits of all the all the people that come in. Yeah, with I'm ten, you are sort of dragging it along the floor a bit. I think these these new dragons are a bit younger, aren't they? As well, this Pierce Linney, who's a, um, he's the CEO of Outsourcery, a uh, cloud service provider. Oh, Outsourcery! I thought it was going to be something like out of. Um... Fant um, what was it? Fantasia with Mickey Mouse. Uh, and he's also that. been on. The, he's already done Secret Millionaire. And Kelly Hoppen uh, is a uh, interior designer who, who obviously big name off uh, Channel yeah. Five Superior Interiors. I know you're a big fan of uh, Superior Interiors. I am. I am. Don't mock the Hoppen. Um, <laughs> it's a Hoppen. If, if you do, you'll be Hoppen mad. <laughs> No? Honestly, Matt, I'm going to call it a day. <laughs> I'm really tired. I'll see you again another time. Okay, see you then. As I mentioned, sort of in, in uh, invertently earlier, Sherlock coming back for series three. Benedict un is unsure whether um, when four, they're yeah. going to put it out. 
It's gonna unsure when it's gonna be. It might be at Christmas, could be early 2014. However, three at the moment, aren't they? Well, they just had the read through on Monday night or Monday afternoon, and so they're starting filming very, very, very soon. Um, But if you want to listen to that podcast, which I will not mention again, which is me at the South Bank Arts Awards uh, for Sky Arts, um, Benedict Cumberbatch uses these words, and I'm quoting Mr. Cumberbatch now. You are in for a stonking resurrection. Apparently the resurrection of Sherlock is incredible. I can't wait to see it. And you can get more details by listening to that podcast online now. Um, Channel 4 have also released that they're going to return one of their big series of the year. The Undateables will return for a third series in 2014. I'm happy about that. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really. What I watched the first episode of this. Oh, of course series. you did. That. Uh, <laughs> that I should is, just have is... you record saying that, and I just press the button, save you having to actually say it. What did you just play then, Luke? I didn't. I wasn't there. Just no you going. <laughs> I played the. I saw the first one. Oh, okay. Uh, the yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed the first series, but the second series from the uh, the first episode that I saw was uh, very much the same. The only difference I saw was the girl who had had the stroke when she was younger and couldn't get any words out. I mean, if they can find sort of newer undateables to, uh, you know, new um, disabilities, I want to say. Yeah, because, I mean, it's... I I applaud what they're doing and things like that, but at the same time, there was a sense of, like... The guy with Tourette's, we'd seen a guy with Tourette's on the first series, so it's like, it's the same sort of thing. The same sort of thing happened, he found, you know, he found a girl who liked him for who he was, and which was very nice. Well, I'm sort of, I'm sort of hoping to go on it uh, in a few series time when it's called The Unhopefuls. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for, so I will be on it soon. Surely your, your dating show would be called Looking for Love. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, go home. <laughs> Go home now and no. never return. Or oh, the Luke um, of so Love. The Luke of Love. I will. I I will hang up on you and do this on my own. <laughs> I'm quite comfortable to do that. Okay, so that was the basically all the news you need to know uh, coming to your TV very soon. Also, if you're interested, I suppose I should mention ITV have confirmed that Foil's War will return for an eight series. Uh, on the 24th of March, that's a Sunday, and it starts at 8 o'clock. Uh, on to the review section, where we review the section of TV. Now, Broadchurch, Mayday, Shetland, Masterchef, Anna and Katie, Bluestone 42. Can I just pick one of these to talk about for a minute? I know they're in an order there. I know you're pleased with yourself for doing it. But I want to talk to you about the end of Mayday. I think it's fair yeah, okay. enough. Yeah. I think it's fair now, because... I think enough time has passed that if people have Sky Plus it, there's a high mm. chance they've seen it. So. It's been a week almost now. It was last yeah. Thursday, so you had like a, a good six days. It's worth saying that I ha- was a couple of days behind in seeing this final mm. episode. Five nights a week it was on, and I missed a couple, and then they sort of uh, they sort of bounced bounced up together. So my expectations for the finale were already low because I was sort of. N- sort of getting a bit, not bored with it, but tired of it, or knackered of it, um, in a way, and um, I looked on Twitter, and I just thought, oh, nobody seems to like the ending, there's only a few people who do, and actually, when it came to it, 
I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice twist oh, at the really? end with okay. Sophie, uh, with Sophie, Sophie Okonedo. I can't even talk. Sophie Okonedo setting up Aidan Gillen's character. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I said liked... I said that I like that. That's the only bit I didn't like the whole witch thing. That just what was it, that it, about? Exactly. I mean, the the stuff with Sophie Okonedo. I said that in. I think I said it, was it in my review, or I might have just mentioned it to you, I really liked her part in that final episode. And mm. I really liked the Leslie Manville storyline, which was almost sort of separated from the rest of the, you know, the, yeah. the whole investigation by the end And I loved putting his ashes in the dog food. I thought that was yeah. brilliant. That almost felt like, a, I, I think they could have made a drama just about, you know, about this woman finding out that her, her late husband liked, like, looking at young boys on the internet and... You know, it's, it's, uh, he, he wasn't the man she thought she was, and I thought that was the certainly the best of the of the, the sort of you know the drama, the stories that were going on. But there was so much, and and like I think this... it almost could have been a three-parter in a way. Mm. And the thing because... at the end with the twin dressing up as the other twin and all that pointing I, at. Do you them. know what I kind I kind of like that because she did say you'll never see me again. And I think where the funeral, she's just, she decided that her sister was a better person, and she wanted to sort of emulate her. So I kind of like that. What what it, and I sort of felt that everybody's stories were wrapped up quite nicely because I fell on these five parters. Oh, um, from what was in? Did we ever find out what happened? What was in that bag? Yes, they did find it. You obviously weren't paying attention. No, no, no. Aidan Gillen couldn't throw away his wife's clothes. Oh, okay. Uh, but he, he'd been told to by a counsellor and. He'd been keeping them in a bag for a long time, and it didn't. I love how Aidan Gillen sort of lost the sort of evil voice as he became sort of more. You know, you found out he wasn't that bad a guy after all. You know, he had that. Well, like, speaking really of evil... someone, speaking as someone with an evil voice, yeah. I think you do tend to lose it after a while. But yeah, after the general the general consensus was that it, that it was a bit of a letdown. I think anything that's a five day. I think people are more invested and are more let down with the reveal if it's, I think you're if it's absolutely against five right. days. And I think that was, <coughs> excuse me, what part of the backlash was against it. I think you're absolutely right. I think we, we expect a lot from it because we've spent every night in its company. Yeah. And when it doesn't deliver, it's all, you know, it's got a lot to live up to. Especially if. Say... Sorry, go on. What was all the stone thingy about? That was never oh, explained. God, the yeah, there was. A, I mean, that's it, isn't it? I think it was the the mystical element as well didn't sit right with me because it was sort of half like a realistic, you know, disappearance story, and then there was all this, you know, mythological, uh, you know, nature. The the guy, the character was it Seth. He was all obsessed with the nature. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't need him. We didn't no. need him, and we didn't need his brother I like, trying to I, I meet like, his son. Yeah. yeah, and that was that silly storyline about his, yeah, trying to meet his son. And Yeah, there was just a lot of that. And I really like... But yeah, Leslie Manville and Sophie Okonedo were the two sort of standouts for me in that in that series. But overall, I, it, won't, it won't be sort of one that I remember when we come to sort of look at the best dramas of, of this year. I realise we haven't told you if you're listening how to get in touch and put your point of view across. Got something to say? Get in touch with us now. You can Twitter me or Matt. Mine is at Luke Custard TV. 
And mine is at Matt's TV Bite. So I've got two T's in the Matt's bit and the TV and Bite. There's four T's all in all. I think we've established that. Just have. greedy when it comes to your T. Yeah. I've, I've never met you, Matt, but I imagine you're like one of those uh, big Americans we see on Super Size Super Skinny because you, yeah. you have so I sound many like T's. I a big American, don't I? You do sound <laughs> like a big Northern American bloke. A big Northern American bloke. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, if you want to sort of, as 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 we've had our Twitters, and we're trying to get you to sort of talk about some of the TV that you uh, have watched over the past week, uh, on like Twitter and maybe on Facebook as well, and I think you've had some feedback about Broadchurch, have you Luke, this week? Well yeah, um, what what we put out was um, we wanted feedback on Shetland, which was a drama on Sunday night from BBC One, and ITV's Broadchurch, because again, there's no stopping crime drama. Uh, Gobby Jack has been in touch to say uh, both very good compared to the dross that's been on TV lately. Um, and uh, Rachel Houston got in touch to say, Hi Luke and crew. <laughs> Am I on your I crew then? Had... No, you're not. If I had a crew, you'd be perhaps, you know, stable boy. You wouldn't <laughs> be crew. Um... Am I on your posse? <laughs> no, you're nowhere near it. You're a few miles away from it. Uh, hi Luke and crew and Matt. Um, we watched Shetland and found it good, but a bit slow to start with. But like Island, it was like an Island version of Taggart. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then Gobby Jack again says, Broadchurch is awesome. No question it was excellent. Uh, if I were giving it marks out of ten, it would be a nine. We don't mark things out of ten on this yeah. show. We, sh- we should do um, how many custard pies we'd give. Oh, that's something. good. But then wouldn't that be a negative? It pie? would, Matt. We really have to bring this. Are up we not? We we we're presenting it to them rather than throwing it in their face. We are, yeah. But we really need to. When we, when we do the minutes of the next meeting, we really need to bring that up. When Gary's uh, back but, from buying that net. Well, yeah, because he he owns all the stationery, so <laughs> it's a real problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, let's just talk uh, very briefly about Broadchurch because I think both you and I and Gary, when he was on the podcast last have made our opinions on Broadchurch extremely clear that we think it's as cut above the rest. We if think it's the best... If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, it's still available, isn't it? On it the is still available. And I think, speaking as a complete outsider to it, that your that people's ears would love that. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's, a, that's me, a complete outsider, talking about like, it. Like David um, Tennant in Broadchurch. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I mean, episode two, which was on Monday night, which, to be fair to to me, because I always am, I haven't seen all of, but I'm going to watch as soon as I put the Skype so down to Matt. I can't really talk about what... what yes, like yeah, you can. But what I wanted to talk to you about was how the cocaine thing. Mm. Have you got onto the the uh, psychic Will Mellor yet? Well, this is... I kind of am glad I haven't got onto oh. that, because I really wanted to talk to you about it anyway, and don't be scared to spoil it. Because it really concerns me whenever we have any psychics in drama, be it crime or whichever drama. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the psychic thing is also cliched anyway. Do mm. they deal with that any better in Broadchurch? Well, I think they think he's a bit of a nutter because he just comes in. He's he's fixing the phone lines for the police station. That's why he's there. And he's like, are you doing the um, Danny... What's his name? Danny... I've forgotten his surname. Can we just call him Danny Deadboy for the sake of this podcast? (laughs) Latimer, that's it. 
Danny Latimer. Yes, I apologise. Are you doing the Danny Latimer case? And he said, yeah, he says, I've got a message from him and then the whole thing. And Tennant thinks he's a bit of a oddball until he says something, I'm assuming, from the victim of the murders that Tennant's character has just been. (sighs) Something about a locket. So, I don't know. There's still some really good bits in it. Bits with the Jodie Whittaker bits. I don't know. How how far have you got to the bit where she's been in the supermarket and has a bit of a break? I have oh. to be honest, I haven't got that far, but I, can, oh, okay. I I imagine those scenes are good. But, I mean, so, you said on the broadcast podcast, which we have, oh, that sounds brilliant, the broad the broadcast podcast. Why couldn't the they call the series the broadcast. broadcast? Yeah, they should have called it broadcast, is it, the broadcast? Um, you said on the broadcast uh, podcast that we did, that you will stick with this to the end. Did you come away from episode two? No, I'm not, I'm still not disappointed. I mean, they no. dropped some hints. They've obviously they've put his dad as the main suspect now. Uh, after this, they've searched that hut on the beach, but there's also Pauline Quirk as uh, uh, there's a, a major piece of evidence that Pauline Quirk has got on her possession. So we know that much now. Um, mm. And obviously, there's still a lot. Of, and there's, I mean, Arthur Darville features in episode two a lot more. And there's sort of a hint at there was maybe some sort of relationship between him and the Jodie Whittaker character at some point. Um, but in comparison to Mayday, because Broadchurch is similar in a way that it's got a lot of characters in it in a confined place and a lot of suspects, did you feel that in episode two, as the story is slowly progressing, that Broadchurch dealt with having a, more characters and more suspects a little bit easier? Yeah, than Mayday? I think, and, and I believe and like the characters in Broadchurch, or at least I'm interested in them. In Mayday, there wasn't many likeable. Again, apart from Sophie Okaneddo and and Leslie Manville, I didn't really like anyone in in Mayday. That was another issue I had with it. Whereas Broadchurch, I really like even some of the characters. You know, you're intrigued by Pauline Quirk, even though she comes across as like the villain of the piece. You want to and know. And you know more it's from... not going to be her, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you want know. to know more from her. And then there's the stuff with Vicky McClure, who who I really rate as an actress. I'm not sure if this part's exactly right for her. And the sort of, you know, evil journalist who's sort of trying to manipulate her way into the family. You saw her this week. You, you remember when she stole the bunny from the beach last week? And she yeah, gave, the, has she boiled it yet? No, she gave it back to the sister and has sort of said, you know, I'm not going to be a journalist. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, I'm, you just call oh, yes, me yeah. when you need me. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. I still might. Have we have we got any more theories to it? Might be my money is on on the boyfriend on on the sister's boyfriend. I reckon. Well, my it. money's on the sister. Oh, okay. Maybe they because do, she's. Yeah. Well, because I just remember in the scene in episode one where she first meets her boyfriend, she's completely unemotional. Yeah. About it. Okay. And and I just wonder, and it's going to be so. I I think it's going to be someone within the family. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I would think so. I, 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 mean, I still don't. It's trust either that or David Tennant. So, or the woman you know. from the hotel is my other guess, but that's just I don't. Who? Alison. Alison. Yeah, from the hotel. Oh, from the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Broadchurch continues. At you haven't seen all of that TV. episode, have you? When she comes into it, anyway. <laughs> no. <I've>... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder what she's doing since they closed. Okay, so uh, Broadchurch continues nine o'clock Monday nights on ITV, and you, if you've missed out much like myself, uh, you can get catch up on ITV Player as well. 
Um, and How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just to let you know, another plug. I'm sorry, Olivia Coleman. Possibly, now I'm just putting this out there, possibly the nicest woman in the world. Okay. And I never met Mother Teresa, but I think... And well, I did. Well, I did. She's horrible. Did you? <laughs> She's a bit of a cow. Olivia Coleman. Just, just so. Coleman. <laughs> so, um, so uh, Olivia Coleman, just so lovely and so down to earth, brilliant. So I just wish her all the best for that. Uh, moving on to something that is gonna, in the words of Peter Griffin from Family Guy, grind my gears. Um, Master Chef is back, We're not and doing tonight. Chef, Oh yeah, Shet I'm sorry, Matthew Donnelly, with your four T's and your puns. Shetland, uh, BBC One, Sunday night and Monday night. It is, bizarrely, and I don't know if you caught this, Matt, it is an ITV Studios production mm. for BBC One, yeah, Scotland. Yeah. Bizarre. Uh, but it's not the first one, and it certainly won't be the last. I saw this in the end of October... Oh dear, I thought it was December. No, it was the end of October, beginning of November, because I was still living in America. <laughs> you need to get uh, James Brown into every podcast if we can, that's a goal. Um, and I just thought it was incredibly slow. Yeah. Incredibly I slow. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I, I thought sort of traditional... Or, you know, BBC Sunday night crime drama. There wasn't anything sort of new about it. There was ju It was just traditional. It was procedural. I liked the, the relationship between Douglas Henschel and the sort of, you know, the uh, is DC, the sort of common yeah. girl. And and I liked um, the other, what's his name, the other actor who played the, the one whose grandmother Ooh, had died. The police officer. Now you're asking. I'm telling Steve, you is it Gary, Stephen Roberts? Stephen Robertson. Yes, Stephen Robertson. Yeah. yeah, and I thought he was very, he's got a very emotive face, and I thought his scenes were very good. But it is just another sort of crime drama. There's not a lot to mark it out from, say. I mean, it reminded me a little bit of Case Histories. I mean, there's a bit of Vera yes, in there. Got that temp yeah. yeah, there's a bit but of Vera would... in there because of, uh, you know, it's the same author as Vera, Anne Cleves, who wrote, who wrote, who writes the Shetland books, wrote the Vera books. Um, and and I think to be, yeah. I think they are hoping that Shetland yeah. will become a series. Well, there's another three books in the series, so I think they're looking for like a good chunk of ratings. I'm not sure how it did in the ratings. Now, uh, the next sentence I say with my mouth and everything mm. isn't gonna is not meant to be offensive in any way. 
Um, and I hope it doesn't come across this way. Um, was it for you too Scottish? Did right, you feel I, at times no, that you needed not subtitles? Because some I mean, people I've spoken to have said they they struggled to understand. Now I've what read a lot of criticism about the accents not being Shetland accents. That's what I've read. A lot of them have said. Were there any ponies in it either? Broad, broad Scottish accents rather than. I mean, apparently Stephen Robertson is actually from Shetland, but most of them were just sort of doing Glaswegian accents. Now, I think if you're not from that area, then you wouldn't know that. But there's quite a lot of people who uh, who weren't fans of the accents and didn't think it reflected Shetland. I, and I liked, I, I thought the island, the atmosphere of the island was quite conducive to the, the plot. What I didn't like was the Douglas Henshaw character who didn't really get into any sort of mould because he was partly like the damaged you know sort of almost like the touch of cloth with the dead wife mm. and the, you know he'd come back to the island to some peace and quiet and there was you know this double murder um, and he's got this you know this daughter who well, he's not his daughter at all but he you know no. she he looks after her but I, I, I didn't mind that but he's not broody he's sort of you know he's very Douglas Henschel almost all the time apart from in Critley Hall is always fairly sort of amiable, isn't he? I, I feel yeah, he he's, sort he's, of plays this sort of likable, you know, likable character, and it doesn't sort of reflect, you know, his past. I think that's the issue I had. You know, why, you know, you seem to have had this horrible past. Why are you still smiling? Maybe he just like sanding his boat down in the middle of the night because he does a lot of that. But the, the problem with it that I think it stems from, and there, there is an awful lot of criticism, but it did well in the ratings, mm -hmm. is... We had Broadchurch, Mayday, and um, and yeah. now Shetland. And I think people, when it was on, are just a little as 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 well as crime drama does, and as much as I love crime drama, just a little bit crimed out, maybe. They have left it. Yes, just a little bit crime knackered, as we like to say on the well, podcast. Crime crackered. Right, that's it. I'm. <laughs> I'm going now. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Um, so yeah. The <laughs> I'm just crime crackers. They are. You turned into break. Wallace and Gromit out of nowhere. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no. So yeah, they're a little bit crime fatigued, as you so rightly put it. So I think give, if they've given it a couple of weeks, this Sunday uh, is another crime-esque drama mm. in The Lady Vanishes, and then the following Sunday they're stepping away from crime with a superb performance by Lacey Turner in an oh. upcoming one-off called When's Argo, Jonathan which Freak on? That's the following Sunday, I believe. But don't After quote me on it. Yes, I believe. Okay. Don't quote me on it. So then it's back to um, <laughs> As we're already running short of time, we've sort Are of we? overpunned. Which of the three, Bluestone 4-2, MasterChef or Anna and Katie, would you like to talk about? I'd like to talk about Anna and Katie, if I may. Well, that's just, a shame. Alright, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. Okay. Um, just, have you seen this? Yes. Okay. Well, um... It sort of fits into what we were talking about with heading out last week and sort of, you know, funny women on the TV because we were talking about how Sue Perkins, we like Sue Perkins, but we didn't like heading out. But I quite enjoyed Anna and Katie, and I like Anna Crilly, Anna and Katie Wicks, and I thought their style, sort of the TV spoof style, it reminded me of the Kevin Bishop show and of Mitchell and Webb's sketch show, and there was enough in there that sort of made me laugh. I liked the Rice Britannia, the Bake Off parody, I thought that was very good. I liked the uh, the German countdown. I thought that with Lee Mack doing sort of the Carol Vorderman thing with his long blonde hair. 
and uh, I like the apprentice thing as well. But there were some I did things like that, Yeah, there were some things that didn't really work. I didn't get that daytime show with like the Jamaican accents. I don't know what that was about. No, I don't know uh, why. They never really explained that, but I think No, no. You were but just I liked to find I think there were more hits were than misses Jamaican. here. And they're both very likable, uh, you know, and funny uh, ladies. And I think, you know, it's it's got legs. I think oh, I don't know what we well, all got. It's got it? four between them. Four between them. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I I'm gonna. I mean, a sketch show is is so difficult to do. Mm-hmm. And and we know. I mean, you mentioned Mitchell and Webb. I mean, that was a sketch show that was incredibly hit and miss. Incredibly mm-hmm. hit and miss. And Hannah and Katie, I don't know. I mean, is it too non, you know, young person of me to say in places it was really crass and really quite rude for the sake of being I don't rude? Think, I didn't find it to be that. I enjoy. Yeah, I didn't, but I never. Really when you're doing this podcast, you're an absolute potty mouth anyway. Yeah, so yeah, it's... yeah, you're right. I am. I am numb. <laughs> 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 but yeah. Um... <laughs> No, I didn't. didn't. Know, actually, I did not pick up once on any language. I have to say, no, that that, that completely passed me by. It's not something that I sort it of. Might, it might be down. a sign that we're sort of desensitised to it yeah. in a way. No, it didn't. Uh, it didn't. You know, the swearing didn't uh, really have an effect on me. I didn't find it, you know, a big deal in in Anna and Katie. There was, you know, as I say, some sketches that I didn't find funny, but overall, mm. I I quite enjoyed it. And and in comparison to the only female double act that I can think of in recent years, which is the god-awful Watson and Oliver on god. BBC Two, um, which is coming back very soon for a second series, so Next load week. those guns, load Next those week. guns, people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, I'm going to stick with it, but there's a tendency uh, like with the sketch yeah. show to and I like the, it for me. the 100 Greatest List thing they did as well, that spoof of that was quite funny. Uh, yes. You know, where they would do like so and so had a column once, and you know they had carrying David Grant on there just for, you know, because I, I, I wasn't I wasn't blown away by it, but I no, don't know no, whether it was an amiable thing. You have to be um, blown when away compared by it, to uh, say heading out. It's sort of it, I think the thing is that you know it's it's admirable for like female comedians to even get their own sketch show. I think, as you said, Watson and Oliver. I can't think of it. Like obviously, like French and Saunders back in the day, but. Uh, and Catherine Tate, and that's about it. Well, Catherine Tate, again, how did you feel about Catherine Tate? Because I thought mm. that was more hits than misses. Yeah. I know a lot of people would disagree on I, that. I, I thought Catherine Tate was alright. I enjoyed Mitchell. I have to say, I'll stick up for Mitchell Webb because overall, I mean, the last series of Mitchell Webb was a bit sort of dodgy, but the sort of the first couple of series of Mitchell Webb I really enjoyed. Let's just gloss over MasterChef so we've talked about it. And because my grind your, we won't know. grind your gears anymore. We'll, no. we'll talk about it. it's, it's, it's going to be on for about twenty thousand weeks, so I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be on for about four and a half months, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. And the thing I want to talk about is: should this be? Because tonight it's on for ninety minutes. Should this be on primetime BBC One? Oh, in this time of year? A, I know a lot of people who like mass. I think I don't know. I don't like the heat stages of it, like we've got at the moment. It's just the same thing every on, you know. The same basic format, you know, cook a dish, um, and guess what? John Turow's put in his dish, and then make it yourself, and all that. Um, but no, I know what you mean. I know. Is it should a cooking program be on on, on that sort of? No. Well, should it be on at nine o'clock? 
I, I know we got crime fatigue, and what's yeah. wrong with a nice one-off documentary? Or, yeah, yeah. You know, sh should MasterChef be on at night? I suppose the ratings... Well, I think like eight. I'd morning. put it on at eight and then have something bigger on at nine. Well, we're not in charge, Matt, but as soon as we are, we'll implement that. Yeah. But I just don't know whether it's relevant anymore. The and professional series is on BBC Two on, like, you know, 8 o'clock, 8.30. That did ridiculous ratings for a BBC Two show. Yeah, like I just wonder. It's got, it's got a, it hasn't got that BBC One feel. You know, The Apprentice moved over successfully. Yeah. QI's been back and forth. And for me, MasterChef, they're trying to make it something it truly isn't. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, 90 minutes is a lot to ask. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. No, 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 not 90 minutes. Just too I just like the idea that Greg Wallace, who is now incredibly thin, is just going to balloon throughout the series yeah. and be back where he's Well, he needs to get that idea. fourth wife on the go, doesn't he? He's, 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 he's three times divorced. Yes, hello? That's what I'm saying about you being crass. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if you are a MasterChef fan, then it is on, I think, till, you know, till a at lot. least bedtime. A tonight. lot. Yeah, it's going to be on a lot. Um, also worth mentioning, because um, we're going to move on to where we preview things that are worth your time uh, over the week. Channel 4 Tonight, The Mimic, which has been heavily trailed and could go one way or another. It could be one of the worst things I've ever seen because some of the ads, the mimicking, isn't exactly spot on. I mean, it's uh, Terry... Is it Terry Minot, I think, is the actor's name, yeah. who did... Who was he's probably biggest for very important people, which was a sort of uh, impression show with uh, Morgana Robinson, I think, a year or so ago, and that didn't do uh, terribly no. well. The only thing I remember about that was Morgana's uh, Fern mm. Cotton, but not that was know. she sort of perfected that on her own program, didn't she? Sort of. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. We as with these sort of things, we're not really sort of saying watch them we're saying this is what's coming yeah 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 it's to step all over that point you should watch <laughs> um two programs tomorrow night um prisoners wives on bbc one it's back for a series two for four episodes instead of the more standard six but the first episode is so action-packed you will I be, will be watching that i will be watching that tonight probably it so truly is it true and I, re I mean this matt please get in touch with me when you've seen it, and tell me what you think, because we'll talk about it next week, and we'll. There's uh... a lot going on in that first episode, and it, I I don't think, and you may feel differently uh, when you watch it um, on Thursday at nine so we'll o'clock. Tweet us uh, if you watch it. Tweet yeah. us and let us know what you thought, yeah, and we'll read some of your tweets out on next week's exactly. show about Prisoners' Wives. Because I I I don't think that you have to have seen series one last year. I watched to a few episodes, so I I you saw the I, first I'm, one. I saw the first one and, and maybe the third one. No, the okay. second. I watched the first two. I watched the first two of that. Of um, so and Nicola Walker from Spooks and Last Tango in Halifax is in the mm -hmm. in the cast as a great policewoman. And Anne Reed makes a surprisingly unmakeuped appearance in in the Last Tango uh, reunion of sorts. Of sorts, although I don't think they ever meet. Uh, but yeah, and if you want to read my interview with writer Julie Geary, you can get it online now. At a website called thecustardtv.com. Also at nine o'clock on Channel Four, one of my favourite series, possibly of all time, on Channel Four at nine on Thursday. Born to be different. It is just an incredible piece of of documentary making. It follow. It has followed the lives of several disabled children from birth 
They are now entering their teens, and I just oh. can't wait to catch up with them all. It's just brilliantly made and, and really not self-pitying, really honest, but but really uplifting as well. Nine o'clock Channel Four, born to be different. Uh, go. Shall we move on to Friday? Uh, Comic relief. Obviously, the big uh, Red Nose Day is on from seven. Uh, we promised uh, David Brent. I suppose is the big draw. You know, Ricky Gervais reviving David Brent for a one-off. He's doing uh, Equality Street. Equality Street. Okay. I mean, as uh, as a Peter K uh, new segment. Obviously, I think he's doing. I want sit to ask down, you about he? Comet Relief. Yeah. Do go. you watch Comet Relief? Do you sit down? And I do. Watch I do. Comet I do. I, maybe. I think. Sort of the first couple of hours, you know, when you're with your family and stuff, maybe. But sometimes I find the best, the funniest bits are sort of that last hour. You know, well, where they can get away with yeah, they can get away yeah. with a lot more in the last hour, can't they? Really? Yeah, but I enjoy. Um, I mean, I enjoy bits of it. I, I suppose you could just watch like they do an edited highlight show, don't they? I think BBC Three the next day. Uh, I'm but, sort yeah, of getting I mean, comic relief fatigue because yeah. they've had the Graham Norton thing on Thursday. I mean, comic Let, relief used to be dance. one night. Yeah, used to be one night, but it's now like a whole. I mean, yeah. even Mary and Martha a couple of weeks ago oh, that yeah. was for comic the relief. The Bake Off. Yeah, so. They had a Bake Off. That was ages yeah. ago. Now the Bake. I'm very much looking forward to the Bake Off coming back, though. I'm so excited about it. Uh, Treme. Yeah. Do you know what this Do is? I know it's called Treme, and all yeah. I can tell you about it, it's on Sky Atlantic uh, at okay. 9 o'clock on Friday. It's a third series of the drama that was is set in New Orleans. It started. It was sort of set a year after the uh, Hurricane Katrina. Uh, that It stars, I mean, John Goblin was in the first series. It stars uh, Melissa Leo is in there. Steve Zahn is in there. I know these names mean nothing to you, Luke. Um, I know John Goodman. John Goodman, but he's not in there anymore. Uh, <laughs> I know him. Don't take, know don't him. take him away from him. And it's me, very, it's, very it, it's sort of very. There's not a lot of story to it. It's very much sort of. This is New Orleans. They have a lot of jazz music in there. There's a lot of scenes of like a restaurant. There's a chef character in there. But it's very good. The characters like are really South well Park drawn. A bit. Yeah, the characters are very <laughs> well drawn. And if you like sort of character heavy sort of you know programs, then this might be for you. I mean, it's a bleak look, one, though. If I've, I think I've seen. I'm yeah, to quote it's you, not, I think it's, I've seen the first got, one. It's got the... some bleak moments in, but it's got some uplifting moments as well. I mean, it's got a couple. Of, it's it's by David Simon who did The Wire, and there's a couple of actors from The Wire in there as well. Uh, moving on, there, BBC One, The Lady Vanishes. We've already sort of mentioned. Uh, this is the Hitchcock uh, remake, I suppose, of sorts. But if you talk to the writer I, uh, uh, that I met at the uh, press screening, they'll tell you it's not a uh, um, remake at all of the film. It's based back on the book of the original. Uh, and this stars uh, Topham Middleton, who is in has been in a lot this year, and uh, Tom Hughes, who was recently in uh, Dancing on the Edge. As well, Keely Hawes is in there, Stephanie Cole, Gemma Jones. There's a lot of uh, actors in the supporting cast that you'll recognise. But you found the screening mm -hmm. quite tedious. Yeah, the after the Q and A rather. I mean, it's a fight. The I'll uh, as as I'll I'll let you know now. I'm writing a bit of a piece about it for the website. There's a plug there. Um, but the. The thing as a whole is fine, but it just seemed like there was no need for it. It's like you don't really need this. I, I, it was just, it was a nice, you know, comfy Sunday drama, but it, it really there wasn't anything new, and it didn't really do much for me. 
apart from there's some good supporting players in there. Julian Rintot as well, I should say, is in there. But yeah, it was it was all right. <laughs> yeah. That's all we want. That's all. So then it's all right. Um, yeah, and um, in the flesh is the complete opposite. I'm, I'm looking forward to in the flesh. I have to say, having seen the sort of the long trail that was on. Uh, we were. Pre- I don't know if you saw it on the preview site when they did the long. Yeah, well, I've watched the. I've watched parts of oh. the first episode now. And is it good? Is it good? It's a, we should say it's a uh, new zombie drama, sort of uh, replacing being in the being human uh, slot. It's taking over from, and it's it's uh, the government trying to reintroduce zombies into society. Is that right? Is that the sort of basic? It premise? is. I mean, it, it feels. If this was on BBC One or BBC Two, you'd be saying this should be on BBC Three. You oh, can't get away from the fact that it feels very BBC Three. I'm sure it will appeal greatly to the Being Human fans, though, and I think it's good of them to try something new. And I and really enjoyed. It. Is it a bit like the Fades? Because I really enjoyed the yes. Fades. Yes, it is surprisingly brutal, surprisingly um, violent in places, and I think there's a great audience from it from it who are going to demand more than the three episodes that we're actually getting. That's in the flesh, BBC Three. 10 o'clock Sunday might be worth you checking out. Uh, speaking of hit and miss sketch shows, a lot of people on Twitter have been loving Kevin. Oh no, I knew that was going to happen. I Elden. heard his name in my. Elden. There you go. Kevin Eldon's new new sketch show. I previewed the first one uh, a while back now. I think personally it's horrendous. Oh, do you? I'm, I'm, sure not, I'm, I'm yet to see. I'm yet to see it, so I will let you know. We'll talk about maybe talk about it next week. Yeah, I mean, I just I. I I know he's trying to be surreal, but mm. I just our ongoing sort. Is it a bit like the Noel Fielding one? I ne- I never got past the first couple of seconds of Noel Fielding. Oh, okay. I think if it's possible, it's better than that. But that's okay. not saying much. Yeah, that was very. Um, very what surreal. is the challenger on BBC Two? The I challenger on BBC this. Two is the it's sort of it's an American drama, but I think it's being premiered on BBC. It stars uh, William Hurt as the scientist who was involved in the Challenger space launch. Uh, and obviously it was a fail. It was that failed space launch, if you remember. I don't know if you remember from the, uh, the yes, the news with the teacher who went up as well. Anyway, it's all about that, and it's meant to be very good again. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Have you not even seen the first one? There's only one. Well, there you go. Uh, we have reached the end of another podcast where we oh. have spoken about telly. Uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, between now and next week. You can get in touch with me at Luke Custard TV. And at me at Matt's TV Bites. If you want to tell us what you thought, maybe Prisoner's Wives, The Lady Vanishes, or In the Flash, and we'll talk about those next week. And speaking of The Lady Vanishes, look for Matt's piece, previewing but not spoiling uh, Sunday's upcoming drama on BBC One. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. We wish Gary all the best and hope it's Tuesday back with us soon. or Wednesday. It's Wednesday today. Yeah, yeah. well, whatever. We'll, we'll be back we'll be at back. some point. We'll be, back. we'll be back before April. That much we know. Um, it's the custardtv.com, the website. Please check out the um, visit to the Sky Art South Bank Awards. It was so much fun. I'd love to hear your input. And as I say, thanks for listening to the Custard TV podcast for another week. Bye, Matt. Bye. Goodbye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.